This is Soccer Tonight on ESPN LA 710. I am Dave Denholm hanging out with you for the next hour as we are going to be doing all throughout the World Cup here Monday through Fridays on ESPN LA 710. Joining me in just a little bit is the host of this show as well, Mike Trudell, who's going to be calling in. Plus, we're going to be talking with the voice of LAFC on YouTube TV, Max Predos, and a big fan of the game and a friend of the game here and a friend of us at ESPN LA 710. You can also hit us up on Twitter at Talk Soccer is my handle. We're going to be joining, uh, you know, and joining you into the show that way, as well as the phones at 877-710-ESPN. we got so much to get to with today's results. Looking forward, some of the bigger stories. El Tree just about to get going in this World Cup here over the weekend. Remember, it's a, the, things really heating up with four games tomorrow. Four. Man, that is amazing. But what an amazing day two of the World Cup. The big story is the biggest name in sports. I don't say that lightly. For all the reasons, right? It's not just on the pitch. Oh, by the way, he scored three goals against Spain and virtually himself carried Portugal to a draw against a tough, tough Spanish team. His name is Cristiano Ronaldo. CR7, Ronaldo, whatever you want to call him, he is the biggest star athlete on the planet. Yeah, you heard that right, LeBron James. You heard that correctly, Tom Brady. You even heard that right, Lionel Messi. There is nobody bigger in sports than Cristiano Ronaldo. A, because he looks like David Beckham and Name another three supermodels and uh, put them all together. That's who uh, the guy is beautiful. For one thing, have you seen his abs? For crying out loud, I mean, I haven't seen my abs since 1987, admittedly. But this dude is just unreal. At 33, he's still getting it done. He's the biggest sports figure on the planet, without a doubt. And, oh, by the way, just put in three goals behind David De Gea, right past him, literally, on that second one. And say goodnight to the win for Spain. They end up getting the draw. And Spain played well at times. I mean, Spain looked really good. But, man, Cristiano Ronaldo. And even his celebration, right? Even the celebration is bigger than anything we see in sports. The jumping up. To probably, it's, it just feels like he hits his head on an 11-foot basketball rim the way he jumps. And then he comes circling around like, yes, it's me. Superman would love to have that celebration. What was with the celebration of him touching his chin? I know, that was interesting oh. after he kind of kind of gave him the old, uh, that's interesting there. I didn't I didn't follow that one. That's got to be inside for Portugal and stuff. You know, no, 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 no. Messi, really? Messi has a commercial with Adidas oh. where he's he's with the goat, a real goat. Right. Oh, so Port- I see. So Cristiano yes, Ronaldo right. saying, "I'm the goat with the goat chin hairs." There, yeah, he's saying, Ooh. "I'm the goat." Wow, I love it. Well, you know what's even better? Lionel Messi gets to go out and prove it tomorrow that he's the best. This is what's so beautiful about the beautiful game: Argentina, Iceland, the second game on the schedule, six a.m. L.A. time. Lionel Messi says, "Anything you can do, I'm going to do better." Let's see. Here we go. 877-710-ESPN. Ronaldo just absolutely gets things going for Portugal on fire. I'll tell you what. I'll say this, and I don't say this lightly either. Remember, the United States got out of the group with Portugal, that last World Cup, right? Ronaldo 
buried a goal late and, you know, killed us with a cross. I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo saved Portugal's bacon against us in the last World Cup, if you remember correctly. If you put Cristiano Ronaldo right now on the U.S. men's national team, right, just put him up front where we need a striker, the United States would be every bit as favored to go as far as Portugal. I like a lot of Portugal's players. Don't get me wrong. But Cristiano Ronaldo is a force of nature when you insert him into the national team side, as Lionel Messi is. Remember, Argentina's got a lot of great players. They all defer to Lionel Messi, and they all should, just like Portugal does. That's why you know Ronaldo and Messi are so much better than anybody else in the world. Right? Don't start talking to me about Mo Salah, who didn't get off the bench today with the injury, unfortunately. Now, that's a whole different animal. Don't start talking to me about, oh, this guy is just as good as... These guys are on such a different level. They are forces of nature. And that's what makes Ronaldo and Messi so good. Like, at a different level by far. Not Neymar, not Mo Salah. Those are awesome players, too. Don't get me wrong. They're not at the same level. Those two are forces of nature for their national team and their club team. Let's be realistic. 877-710-ESPN. I am Dave Denholm. This is Soccer Tonight. Don't forget, each and every Monday through Friday, going to be talking World Cup here. You can also hit us up on Twitter with your thoughts, at Talk Soccer. What did Ronaldo do for you in your mind when it comes to uh, where his legacy is now? Got at NixMix89 tweets in, I'll be your Portuguese soccer ambassador at the Artesia DES Portuguese Hall. The football food and booze will flow. Hit me up. I love it. I got people inviting me to their parties. Now, this is fantastic. That's why it's a beautiful game, too. Are you kidding me? At Mordecai AUSFL says, Uruguay looks super sloppy and lethargic today. Sign of things to come? Or do you expect them to bounce back? I actually said that Germany and Uruguay are slightly overrated heading into this tournament. I said this before the tournament started, Mordecai. Just a little bit, just a little overrated. Uruguay battled with Egypt. They got the goal. First game. Got the jitters out of the way. I don't think Uruguay is that phenomenal. Now, they're, they're a good team, weaker group, likely to win that group, no doubt. I, pre- I predicted them to win the group, so that's not exactly stepping on a But no, I wasn't terribly surprised they had a little bit of an issue in their first match. Now, admittedly, Luis Suarez missed a couple of sitters that would have made it two or three nil, and then maybe we'd be singing a little bit of a different tune. But I know what you mean. Iran-Morocco finishes 1-0 to the Iranians on that own goal late. Iran's passing was awful. Iran's offense was disgraceful most of the match. But that defense, that defense of Iran, eight shutouts in qualifying, I believe in just ten matches. And they got another shutout today and get the three points. Here's the thing about Iran. As I watched that game, I tweeted it out. You know who Iran needs desperately? Stephen Betashore of LAFC, who they left behind. He was on the so, uh, the preliminary roster. Bombing up and down that right wing like he does for LAFC. Because the dude is a good defender and a good offensive player. Like, he's equally good. Iran needed that. I don't know why Carlos Kirosh did not take Stephen Betashore to the World Cup. They need an injection of offense. Now, they got the own goal. Beautiful free kick. They forced the own goal on Morocco, so Iran deserved it, especially defensively. They're going to be a tough out. 
Now, I know right now you're saying Portugal and Spain are going to run over those teams. Be careful. Be very careful. Iran's defense is no joke, and Morocco is nowhere near as bad as people want to give them credit. Like, Iran is good. This is not going to be a joke of a group. (laughs) But I have to say, can people please stop on social media with the raise your hand if you had Iran leading Group B after day one? It's day one! And oh, by the way, Portugal got scheduled to play Spain and vice versa. It's the scheduling! Oh my gosh, it's so shocking. Iran is leading Group B. It's the first game! And Iran played Morocco! Come on. That is hilarious. Oh, I love it. So many things to get to in the show. It's magical. Remember, we got four games tomorrow. And then, oh, by the way, over the weekend, yeah, L Tree. L Tree gets going on Sunday. 8 a.m. our time here in, in uh, Southern California, Germany and L Tree, Mexico. That'll be on, uh, on TV on Telemundo and FS1. But, oh, man, I cannot wait. All the question has become is El Quinto Partido, right? I mean, they got to get to that fifth game. Can they do it? Can this Mexican team get to El Quinto Partido? That's all that matters, it seems. Once they get past there, it's gravy. 877-710-ESPN. I want to know, can they get to that fifth game? Hit me up on Twitter as well, at Talk Soccer. YouTube TV voice of LAFC, Max Bredos. He's also on the ESPN's Max and Herc podcast, a very popular podcast. He's going to be joining us coming up. Don't forget, Soccer Tonight is podcasted within the Soccer Weekly pod center. Right, We're going to put it right up after the show. Michael Funches does a great job on that. And we're going to get that out there. So this show, tell your friends, tell your enemies, if you hate me. It's podcasted after every show that Mike Trudeau and I do here. Each and every Monday through Friday, Soccer Tonight goes right into the Soccer Weekly podcast pod center. Fabulous stuff. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. And also, uh, the uh, Twitter handle is at TalkSoccer. Coming up, Max Bredos of ESPN and LAFC. He's next here on Soccer Tonight. It's ESPN LA 710. Soccer Tonight on ESPN LA 710. Brought to you by the great folks Would you be- at Kia of Alhambra. Would you believe? Yes, I would. They love the beautiful game and they love this show and we appreciate them here at Soccer Tonight. I am Dave Denholm hanging out with you here on ESPN LA 710, the home of LAFC. Also the home of LAFC on the TV side is YouTube TV and he is the voice of YouTube TV for LAFC. And ESPN's Mac and Her- Max and Herc podcast. Max, Bradoss, Max, thanks so much for taking the time. Max, happy World Cup to you, brother. Uh, <laughs> isn't that, isn't, ain't that something? And, uh, you know, we must have been on the best behavior because we, we, we got a really nice present this time around uh, on day two. <laughs> Boy, didn't we ever, man. I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo, like, there's nothing else left to say about this guy, Max. He's 33 years old. He's on a very good Portugal side, and yet he's so dominant that he is a force of nature for that team. Everybody around him shrinks, and it just doesn't matter. He's that good. Absolutely, and I thought this was—I thought a performance like this was beyond him at this point. I thought he'd be good, but this is this is greatness. And I mean, the last free kick in particular to not only win it but position himself perfectly where he wanted it. And then to deliver that just tells so much about it. I think there's this, um, this narrative that 
he's a selfish player, but clearly he, he he inspires or does something to his teammates because they they work for him and they they, they do all the things necessary to make sure it's successful. And uh, I don't know. I mean, who knows where it goes from here? But that is a, a major that's a major result and really starts putting a lot of question marks around Spain. And can we trust can we trust Spain defensively? I'm not sure we can. Yeah, I, I I saw that tweet you tweeted out, Max. But then again, he, they were yeah. playing Cristiano Ronaldo. You know, like you don't know. <laughs> we got to figure that out going forward. I kind of hey, you have you have a goalkeeper who uh, was considered the best, and I mean he's got to be rolling in bed tonight, going, oh, I, don't, you know, I, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's it's very, it, it, you know, confidence is a huge part, certainly for goalkeepers, from all the conversations I've had, and that has been that's been dented in a big way. Yeah, you know what else has been dented? Egypt's chances after a tough late goal against Uruguay. Certainly the Egyptian defense played very well in that game, notwithstanding a couple of Luis Suarez misses. But Mo Salah, this is a tricky story, Max. I mean, I'm wondering now if Egypt came out so quickly to be like, oh, he's fine, he's going to be, just to make sure this thing didn't get away from them too quickly, and yet he doesn't play a minute in this one. He has to still be injured, doesn't he? I mean, how would he not play in this game? Yeah. This is a card game that uh, Hector Cooper and, and Egypt are playing. They yeah. dress him, they get him out there. It's kind of a mess with the with Uruguay's head a little bit, and maybe it works. But at some point, when you're tied, you're scoreless there, and you don't see him come in. That tells you he's not ready now. Yeah, he's not going to be ready by Tuesday. And if you're not ready by then, I mean, you're, you you may not be ready for this World Cup. It it might it, it I feel terrible for Mo Salah, but I, I I'd be I hope I hope I'm wrong and be ready, but you know, three days is it, it just doesn't happen that way. Well, yeah, and it's it, probably it, a lot more severe. The second game is Russia for them on Tuesday, as Max said. I mean, they could be out of the World Cup if things go haywire potentially, theoretically. Although uh, they can't officially be out necessarily, but they could. I mean, they could be on their last yeah. legs. Actually, they could. I take that back. If Uruguay were to win and Russia beats Egypt, Egypt is done. So I mean that yeah that's just crazy. So and the other match uh, very game, interesting. That's the game you that's the game you want to play him, but you wonder if he's ready to go. No, that's a good point. Uh, we're talking with Max Bradus. He's uh, from ESPN, of course, the Max and Hurt podcast. You see him all over the place and YouTube TV, the voice of LAFC. Max, uh, the other game actually very intriguing to me: Iran and Morocco. Iran's defense is unreal. Now Carlos Kuroch, you know, he knows what he's <laughs> doing, of course, but these two teams. I could probably play forward for these two teams. I mean, their defense are going to hold up against these uh, good teams, but man, they got to get some offense going. Hey, uh, Dave, that defense is really good, but I, I think they could have been a little bit better if there was a little Steven Fadisher there out. Yes, kind of. <laughs> they needed him going forward to help uh, yeah. get something going in the attack. I absolutely uh, said that earlier. They absolutely agree. And uh, I, I think Karoche made it a big mistake there, no doubt, because Morocco is no slouch. This was a big win for Iran right out of the gate. 100%. And, but this is, a, I think, on Morocco. I think you could see yeah. their mentality coming out. They said, we have to win this game at all costs. So they pushed and pushed, and Iran were patient and waited for their chance. It came, and they took it. And now Morocco, a team with a lot of talent, I mean, their World Cup pretty much in tatters. And I, I'm curious to see... The next two Iran games, they're not going to be pretty, but they are going to defend and defend and defend against Spain and Portugal. And if they can get a point out of one of those two, they might be in business. That's the reality. You get a win, and that opens up a whole world of possibilities. So 
they did what they had to do. That's what they did. What Morocco wanted to do, and now Morocco's left empty-handed, and they have to probably completely overhaul what they wanted to do in this competition and find a way to to extend it by getting a result against two of the best teams in the competition. Max, we got the heaviest docket on the first days, like the day ones of these groups coming up tomorrow on Saturday. Four of the first group games. Uh, France and Australia get things going in the West Coast super early. Uh, I don't know what to make of France in that I know they're super talented, but I would not be shocked if I wake up to watch them draw 1-1 or beat Australia 6-0. I don't know what to make out of France each and every game, Max. What do you think of the uh, French for this tournament? Dave, you're a student of the game. I will say this, though. I'm angry at FIFA. You schedule one game on the opening day and leave us twiddling our thumbs, and now I have to have an explanation with my wife (laughs) to watch four games. Thank thank goodness it's Father's Day weekend, so I can get out of the one for there. But that's not fair. Come on. they got to balance a little bit better. But I I agree. France worries me because they're they're wet behind the ears. Mm So that's a really tricky group. Denmark's good. I think people are going to find out Peru's really good as well. So this could be, you know, a triumphant three wins for France, so they could be really sweating it out. I, I tend to think, and I, you know, Australia's been good. They haven't advanced in the last couple of World Cups, but they are a tricky out. Yep. And they were great in the build-up and preparation. They beat teams and beat them convincingly. And uh, I, I, I'm with you. It's just, this is a, a fascinating matchup, but I would imagine France will find a way. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I do believe France is just too talented. Oh, and, and France. France's defense is, is questionable. I mean, there was, I think there were one of the friendlies they were playing in. I, I can't, it's game scene, but they, oh, who was it? I can't, forgive me for not remembering, but they were, they were gutted a couple times. So that's a big concern. Max, well, what are the, you know, like the couple of teams here that you have going the farthest here? Give me your top two or three. I, I mean, we all know the names, but who do you really like for this tournament? Well, I think there's that quartet of teams that, are heads and shoulders above the others, and I looked at them really closely. And you know, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But when I looked at Spain and uh, the, an older defense, and I mentioned that about Diego Costa, but he proved me wrong. But he he's a goal scorer. But there are question marks. And France, there's question marks because of the age. And Germany, I think there's question marks with some of the guys. They're going to be given a lot of responsibility, like Timo Werner. The only one I don't have any question marks is Brazil. So I think. They are my, they're my pick to win it, but I'm really curious about these group stage games because if a result goes awry, one team goes to the other side of the bracket yes. and then all bets are off. Like Spain could be headed to the other side of the bracket and, you know, instead of facing, uh, an Argentina in the quarterfinals, which I think they're favorite, they could be facing one of those teams I just mentioned and their, you know, their tournament could be ended a little prematurely. Yeah. So this is what makes these games the next few days so, so fascinating absolutely he's always fascinating youtube tv voice of lafc also you know him and love him on espn with the max and herx podcast it's max brought a great guy max thanks so much for taking the time here on soccer tonight buddy anytime dave mara you guys are the best you do a great job and keep keep fighting the good fight i listen on my drug i'm in connecticut right now but when i'm in la i listen to you guys and it puts a big grin on my face to know you're out there. Well, so keep doing what you're doing. Really appreciate that uh, you uh, you uh, stopping by here then and being back in Connecticut. Happy Father's Day weekend to you, brother. Uh, Dave, all the best. Thank you very much. You bet. Max Bredos of ESPN, of course, and YouTube TV's voice of LAFC joining us here. You can join us at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Did your team get going in the World Cup? Did you see a team that you loved or hated after this one? And 
Oh, my goodness. Cristiano Ronaldo, I mean, come on. How sick is he? He is just that good. I am Dave Denholm. This is soccer tonight. Let's go to the phones, actually. Uh, Navid in Palos Verdes has been waiting. Navid, thank you for taking the time here on soccer tonight with Dave Denholm. What's up, man? Thank you, Dave. You have a great show, and I just love how you speak the truth. I'm Iranian, born in Spain. Today was a nail-biter. And what can you say about Ronaldo, man? I mean, I'm a huge Real Madrid fan. He's my favorite player. And you can't count that guy out. You can't count out Portugal as long as they have them. You know what, though, Navid? I think Iran is st- – they got another draw in them in this group. I know people are going to disagree with me on that. and You may not even see it that way. but No, I do. You know, they have two big in- – they have one injury and they had one suspension. And th- those were our two most creative midfield players. So that's why you just saw the long ball being launched to the forward. Yeah. It was a really ugly game, but hopefully we'll get we're getting one of them back from suspension next game. Well, I, I that defense to me, somebody's going to have to really break that team down in terms of defense. They do not give up goals, and Iran is just rock solid under Kirosh in the back. I like what they I like what they have to bring. There's still there's still a lot to be played for in that group. Everybody thought it was automatically Spain and Portugal, and I just don't see it that way. Absolutely. It's going to be interesting. Thanks for taking you my bet. call. You bet. Navid and uh, Palos Veritas, a uh, Iranian fan there. And whoa, you got to see, that's the beauty of the game, too. He gets off to a great start. Navid is loving the World Cup now after getting that late goal. It wasn't a draw. It became three points. That is magical. Now, imagine all the Moroccan fans out in L.A. who are listening right now who are just like, ah, oh, what a killer goal that was. And yet their team played pretty well through stretches. Can they pull off an upset in their group? So much more to talk about. We're going to talk with Mike Trudell, of course, the host of this show as well. Soccer tonight on ESPN LA 710. Ronaldo. Oh, genius. Absolute genius. Get in. Would you believe it? And it's a hat trick for Cristiano Ronaldo. Get in, Cristiano Ronaldo. That was amazing in the call of Ronaldo's third and final goal against Spain forcing the 3-3. Spain played well. Ronaldo and Portugal played well. What a game that was. That is the beauty of the World Cup. And in day two, we got smacked right in the face with a fantastic game. There can be no denying that. Oh, what an effort from Ronaldo. What an effort from Spain. Both teams, uh, I mean, look, Portugal was happier at the time. Both teams get a valuable point in that group. Portugal and Spain, 3-3. Joined now by the host of this show, he is Mike Trudell. Mike, what a day. Cristiano Ronaldo is just, he's just beyond words at this point, Mike. Dave, uh, we are in soccer heaven. Okay, (laughs) I I have, I cannot wait to go to bed tonight because I get to watch four games and two of them will be done by the time I wake up. (laughs) My my kids are going to come wake me up at about 6.30. I'll have taped the game that starts at 2 in the morning, the France game. Uh, there's another game that starts at 5 in the morning. So I'll wake up, try to watch those two without checking my phone, and then there's still going to be two more games to watch. It, like, and this is after a day in which not only did we have the ridiculous Spain-Portugal game, which was fit for a final, we had two late injury time winners, essentially. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all the drama has started. It, is, it has been fantastic. But I look, I want to know... Give me your, your one prevailing thought on Ronaldo before I respond about it. Like I get not not superlatives aside, but expectation going in. Give me just your your one thought on Ronaldo because I have something to come back with about it. I think he look. You can argue him and Lionel Messi, but Ronaldo does things that I've never seen other athletes do, including a guy like LeBron James. He is just beyond compare when it really counts. 
and the guy just carries a very good team, good players around him. They defer to him so much, Mike, that we can just see how good he is through the eyes of his teammates. That's Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, look, it's, it's a great way to put it. And so I, it's funny, you get into one of these debates, and it's a little bit like the Jordan-LeBron one is starting to grow. And that's been the new hot one in the NBA, right? Except that they're, you know, they're not playing at the same time. Yeah, yeah. But we don't, we, there, there isn't a player right now, like we're not debating Le, LeBron and Durant really, right? We're, we're, LeBron is sort of is still um, head and shoulders above when you're talking about, if you, if you just ask 25 people who's better, LeBron or Durant, Maybe 23 of them, if not 24, are going to say LeBron. Sure. If you ask, if you ask 25 people who's better, Messi or Ronaldo, you may get an even split. You know, it's yeah, it's 13 really, to 12. <laughs> Either way. And, and, and I'm it, the funny thing for me. I'm I'm in a, in the Messi side, and I don't even think it's particularly close. I just I love Messi that much more, but I think it blinds me a little bit to the point where, as today's happening, you know, I'm I'm trying to discredit Ronaldo, right? I'm like, oh, you know, the first one. I don't really think it was a penalty. Yes, I get that he nudged him in the box, but it wasn't getting him to, into a dangerous scoring position. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I'm, I'm kind of making excuses against him. <laughs> then the, the, the shot that goes in against De Gea, that was a complete shocker day because De Gea, we talked about it last That's night. your guy. That's your guy. It's not just my guy. He's the best goalie in the world, or at least he was this year. You know, maybe you can make the argument yeah. for Tois or Allison, like there, but he's, he's there. He did not, I swear to God, I watched every Manchester United game this year. He didn't do anything close to that. Yeah. Not even close to it all year. So that was crazy. But, the, but, so as I'm going through the game, I'm discrediting Ronaldo. Spain makes that stupid foul when they have the game in control. They have the ball the whole game, Dave. Like this is, I get it that Portugal was, was right there and they led twice. But to me, Spain was always oh, yeah. coming. You're right. Uh, they, they just were better. They were, they were doing everything right. And then all of a sudden, PK makes this dumb foul and, and Ronaldo struts up and, and I'm, I'm watching with some friends. At the Lakers' office, we're, I, I stand up, right? I do the, the feet spread wide apart thing. <laughs> I start taking deep breaths, you know, basically making fun of Ronaldo. And then as I'm making fun of him, as he takes his 15th breath, you know, he has the serious face, he unleashes this beautiful free kick that he – so he hit it with the inside of his foot, first of all, uh, it, it, and yet somehow got it to bend as if he had taken, as if, as if he had taken a Thor's hammer to it. Yeah. Uh, it was – and, and to do it in that moment – to, to secure points in which, had they lost that game and say they don't get a result against Morocco, you know, all of a sudden maybe they're not advancing. And so it was a massive clutch shot, and I have to give him all of the credit just for that play. You know, I, Spain I thought was better, I thought, but, but that, yeah. that just genius to do that alone under all of the lights, in the pressure, uh, that takes the special kind of, of skill and arrogance combination that he has. And, and boy, I just had to kind of, as a messy guy, I had to just, you know, kind of do the, the prayer hands emoji to him, just bow down and say, all right, <laughs> you get you get this day. This is your day, Ronaldo. So well said. We are Mike Trudell and Dave Denholm. We're the host of Soccer Tonight. You're listening to it here on ESPN LA 710. You're going to hear it each and every Monday through Friday during the World Cup. And, Mike, I think that goal is one of the things I like to shove back at people when they say soccer doesn't have enough scoring. I don't want a game to be 9-8 to eight if I have to wait, and as long as I can wait for that goal to do what that did at that time. It was so precious, and I don't say that lightly. The goals are so precious. To have one scored like that in that situation, all the better. It's just so much more poignant and so much more emotional. And you, you talked about those stoppage time. Imagine Iran getting the three points and Uruguay pulling one out oh. of, against a tough yeah. Egypt team. I mean, these goals mean everything. Yes, uh, and so, so here's... 
it's kind of like, so you and I are, in, in a sense, right, we're like many of the folks listening to this show, uh, we're scarred soccer fans in the sense that we've been on this since the 80s and the 90s when it wasn't cool yet to like soccer. Yeah. Now it's cool. Now it's cool to like soccer. Every, every Laker likes soccer. I talk about soccer with Lonzo, uh, with Kuzma, with Brandon Ingram. Oh, that's awesome. The Zubots, they, they all play FIFA. They all watch soccer. They all have Premier League teams that they follow. Like, it's now, it's, it's cool to watch soccer. Uh, and so that is, so, but you and I are scarred, okay? We're scarred <laughs> for people telling us that it wasn't cool you know, when we were younger. So we're defensive when people made that argument about, oh, the, why do I want to watch a game that doesn't have a goal? And my response used to be, okay, when you watch a pitcher's duel in baseball, is that boring? No. No, it's, it's awesome because any single pitch, or, or let's say a, 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 a hockey game, the zero zero in the third period in the playoffs, right? Same thing. Edge because of our seats. Every, edge of our seats. Every movement, every movement, um, is life and death. Yeah. In that kind of, a, and, and when the goal happens, David, like there is no, there's no equivalent in, uh, for example, in the NBA, there's no equivalent to a goal in the NBA, uh, including now maybe a buzzer beater. Okay, so maybe when you actually win, the, but that's about it because the, there's so much adrenaline unleashed when the magic finally happens, yep. and to see it happened so often in that Spain-Portugal game. And then, of course, to see it, uh, it like, okay, the flip side of this is the devastation that I felt in my heart for the Morocco player. <laughs> yes. That, really, that, oh. that was like a brilliant attacking header. And I kept thinking, this poor guy, That's a, you talked about it, Dave, yesterday. This is a soccer-mad country. And this poor guy, unless he's somehow able to get some redemption in these next two games, that's a lifelong yep. thing that he is going to feel. He let his whole country down. And, and I feel and I feel horrible for the guy. Well, it's it's funny you mention that because Nacho, right? The uh, the Spanish, he's the one who caused the penalty against Ronaldo, and then he unleashes what could be the you know if it wasn't for Ronaldo, just minutes later, uh, you know, thirty, forty, fifty minutes later, Nacho could have had the goal of the tournament, Mike. And I had a great somebody tweet oh, in Gabriel. Yeah. Gabriel tweeted in a great question: Which goal was actually better, standing alone? Now we can we can factor in all the factors, which makes it even more interesting. Which goal was better? Because both goals were ridiculous. Well, okay, so my, my take is going to be, as, a, just as somebody who played soccer, um, the, the technique and skill to execute that one-time um, laser off of the deflection for Nacho is a, is a better goal. It's just because we look. We've seen the Ronaldo goal was was brilliant, sure, but it was mostly brilliant because of the stick. situation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but the whereas, but I've seen I you know I've seen a hundred of those type of free kick goals in the Premier League and La Liga this year. Now, great goal, but a lot of players can hit that shot. I mean, it, it's it, it, as brilliant as it is. But the shot that Nacho hit, I mean, man, that that uh, that goal right there. You're you're not. You may not see a better goal. I, I hope that we do. Just, and I think that we probably will, but that's going to be up there uh, by the time the tournament. Yeah, ends. you know what? Mike? I've seen a hundred of the the nacho attempts in the Premier League end up in the forty eighth row above the goal. Yeah. That's the that's the difference. Nacho hit was really almost perfect. Ronaldo's okay. was perfect because of the situation, though. That's exactly yeah. right. And Dave, this is why I fell in love with Spain and I fell in love with Barcelona. You know, in the way that they play, it's just they are so masterful on the ball. And I know, again, you and I know, growing up playing soccer. It is so much harder than it looks to have the ball attached to your foot at all times. And to just see the composure of Isco and David Silva, uh, Silva like all of, just, just Iniesta, the way that they move the ball around is so magical. And, and, and then to, to also get a, a strike uh, like that, or even the strike from Diego Costa, where, again, if you've played and you're standing up front and you get the ball, 
to be able to generate the kind of power and placement that he did yeah. off of essentially a standstill double move with three direct defenders around him, that I thought was an amazing goal as well. Yeah, that finish was just yeah. spectacular. I love the sh- yeah. shot Fox had from above, like the you know the floating camera essentially. That just really showed you the kind of finish that Costa put on that. And just, oh, yeah. absolutely! Just a stunning game, really a stunning day. And as Mike said, we got four big ones coming up tomorrow. But Mike, I got to ask you before we go: the uh, Sunday we got two Co- uh, Concacaf games. Costa Rica gets things going at the five a.m. game against Serbia, and then it is El Tree kicking off against Germany. I can't wait for that game in Group F, Mike. I know, and I think so. So I think the the best thing to do if you're uh, if you're Mexico, theoretically, at least for me, it's always better to get Germany in the third game, hoping that they had won their first yes, two, yes. and they don't need it. And so to get them right off the bat when they're thinking points is tough. And but but with that said, if you can get points off Germany in that first game, then all of a sudden you're thinking, whoa, okay, now we don't have to play. We don't have to play Germany and get a result in our second and third game. So there's a lot of opportunity. Uh, I think the time you don't want to play Germany is in the second game. You know, depending on what they did in the first one. And I'm very curious to see what the lineup is for Mexico because they have a lot of options. You know, I don't think this is an automatic 11. Like, if you and I are looking at Spain and we can kind of pick, you know, which guys they should start. Um, So I'm curious to see what lineup they use. And, you know, as far as Costa Rica, I'll be honest, I don't care as much. I'm I'm more, like, I'm more into the, uh, into seeing what happens with you. You're, look, you're a big, uh, Panama, uh, Costa Rica. We argued about. I'm a big MLS guy, and they're going to have a lot of MLS representation. So yeah, absolutely. And and, and as much as I, so I am a growing. I love I love the MLS. I watch it. I've been to LAFC game. I I I do uh, some stuff for Spectrum for the Galaxy. But I'm a guy that watches basically La Liga and English Premier League on the weekend. So I get a little bit more geeked about the other games. But uh, but you're 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 totally right. And I'm like like look. I was excited for Iran and Morocco yeah. uh, today, which you know, isn't necessarily the the headliner game. But there is not, a, and my wife uh, looks at me sort of sort of this way, like there is not a game in this World Cup that I'm not excited about. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just put that way. Well, your wife is smart, absolutely. And I, another factor that Mike's talking about with scheduling and stuff is Mexico. Yeah, they play Germany first. As Mike said, if Mexico gets a result, remember now the Germans got to be fired up for the next two games. So it's yeah. not only it's not only the factor that Mexico sneaks in and maybe catches Germany by surprise a little bit. Then the Germans must go out and perform against the other two teams in your group. Ooh, good point. You know, yeah, and then Mexico point. can maybe even have an easier trip into the in the next round. So it's really yeah. this first game is huge. What I'm looking forward to, Mike, I would love to see it. Now I don't think it's going to happen, but if I'm being honest, I want to see three players that play in L.A in that Mexico starting lineup. I would love to see the Dos Santos brothers and Carlos Vela in the starting 11, all three of them playing in law. That would be fantastic. I'm looking well, forward to it. I hope it happens. Yeah. Vela's got to be there. Uh, the Dos Santos brothers, I can't say. It's a long shot. Yeah. <laughs> this year, uh, but, but I think we'll see Vela uh, for sure. And, and that's your guy, man. That's, oh. you, know, all, you, can do a, you can do a whole show just on him. You're absolutely right. I could do a whole show with this guy each and every night, and thankfully we're doing it. Mike Trudell. And, uh, Mike, thanks so much for taking the time, buddy. We'll talk to you Monday, man. Yeah, I'll be back in studio Monday. I appreciate you uh, doing all the heavy lifting today. I'm hanging out with my mom uh, who's in town. But, uh, yeah, man, we'll see you Monday. Enjoy all the games. I don't even know. Look. Can, can we extend the show on Monday? How are we possibly going to talk about a week, like seventeen games yeah. over the weekend? 
Let's get a hold of Dan. We want three hours on Monday night. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah, stop, stop. Let's, let's just go to midnight. Just 7 p.m. to midnight. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm game. I love that. And he is always game. Mike Trudell, thanks, Mike. Appreciate that. The great Mike Trudell. Oh, Mario, I'm sorry I hit the drop button instead of hold if you had to talk to him. My bad. I apologize there. Mike and I host this show every Monday through Friday, soccer fan. If you're just catching in, if you're on the 405 and you're like, what is this? This is not soccer weekly night. No, it's not. This is soccer tonight. Monday through Fridays during the World Cup, and we'll even have some special weekend shows as the World Cup move on, moves on. Every Monday through Friday, 7 to 8 p.m. normally. I'll tell you about those. Follow us on Twitter, at Mike Trudell and at Talk Soccer. That's me, Dave Denholm. And look, we'll keep you updated, certainly. We're getting some great tweets flying in. I want to take your phone calls as well at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Got to talk about the four matches coming up tomorrow. Right here, next, on Soccer Tonight on ESPN LA 710. I get so excited for these World Cup games that I get a little scared. But it's a good scared. Four big games on the docket coming up on Saturday in the World Cup. France gets their first opportunity taking on Australia at 3 a.m. local time here in Los Angeles. Yikes! Argentina, Iceland at 6, 9 a.m. as Peru, Denmark, and Croatia, Nigeria at 12 o'clock. I am Dave Denholm. This is Soccer Tonight. On ESPN LA 710, 877-710-ESPN. What goal was better for you, Nacho's goal or Cristiano Ronaldo's tying goal at the end? So many factors, right? Nacho, perfectly clean strike. Off a deflection, off of the, just out of the blue it seemed for a defender. Banging it off the post. Is it going to go in or not? It was amazing. And then Cristiano Ronaldo steps up at the dying seconds and decides to save Portugal from dropping all three points. They pick up a point with his third goal of the game. I mean, just ridiculous, utterly ridiculous. Who do you like there in terms of the goal, the actual goal? 877-710-ESPN. Hit us up on Twitter with your thoughts, at Talk Soccer. Again, each and every Monday through Friday here, throughout the World Cup, Mike Trudell and I are going to be hanging out with you, talking the beautiful game. France, Australia, Argentina, Iceland, Peru, Denmark, and Croatia, Nigeria. I'll tell you what. So much intrigue about France and Argentina and Iceland in the first game. Peru, Denmark, look out. Oh, by the by, a couple of MLSers on Peru's side, Andy Polo and Yoshi Yotun, who could well see some uh, significant time for Peru. And Denmark is so good. I've got them winning that group. I've got them beating out France in the group. Denmark is tough. Christian Eriksen, one of the best players in the world. And don't sleep on that Croatia-Nigeria game. It's going to be the fourth game. And who knows, maybe we're all going to be like so high in the first few where there's so many go- we're going to be like come crashing down. No, don't crash until all four games are done. That is my promise to you that you will not regret it. You stay strong. <laughs> 877-710-ESPN or hit me up on Twitter at Talk Soccer. You can follow me there. Don't forget Mike Trudell at Mike Trudell. And, uh, you know, follow us throughout the rest of this World Cup. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're talking about all the hot topics. Can El Tree do it? On Sunday, El Tree get going. Mexico takes on Germany. Can they get to El Quinto Partido? That's like the big crossover there. I don't know. What what will happen if, if Mexico does get to that fifth game? Is it just like they're just going to collapse at the start? Like, oh, my gosh, we're here. It doesn't matter. No, of course. If they get to the fifth, it's time to go for the sixth. And if you're going to go for the six, you might as well win it all. Yeah, I was about to say, there'll be a little bit of celebration if you win that quinto partido, but next game, <laughs> let's get it going. Yes. On to the next. Absolutely. That's how the United States felt after we crushed Mexico 
in the uh, round of 16 back in 2002 and destroyed Altree 2-0. <laughs> I'm giving it to Mario. The great Mario <laughs> Rees, of course, fan of Altree as he gets ready for Sunday. Uh, my favorite moment potentially tomorrow will be Lionel Messi versus Iceland in that Messi now, he saw what Cristiano Ronaldo just did. It's time for him to take a shot at what happens. Now, Iceland may be the unfortunate benefactor of that. Like, if Messi comes out flying and says, oh, yeah, Cristiano, you got three. Well, let's see if I can mat- look out, Iceland. How could you top what Ronaldo did today, well, though? Well, yeah, ask your, that question at your own peril when it comes to Lionel Messi, right? I mean, wow. I mean, come on. That's tough. I'm not saying he will, but I'm not saying he won't. I know. I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> Mario, what are your thoughts on that Germany Mexico for the, you know, the first game coming out of the blocks oh, yeah. with El Tree? We're going to see Carlos Vela, right? Yeah. Am I wrong? I would love to see all three of the, like, how great would it be? Oh, that'd be great, to have yeah. two Galaxy players tough, and an tough, LAFC player. I don't know if that'll happen. It's not going to happen in all yeah. likelihood based on the lineup and the, and the matchup against right. Germany. But, wow, will that be – if, if one game during this World Cup, we yeah. see all three of them starting, man. I That would be tough. sick. I mean, I mean, finding the right balance between attacking yes. and defending against this German team is going to be very, very critical, very tough, I think. Can I tell you something, Mario? What's that? I tweeted somebody the other day. They asked me a great question on Twitter before the show, before Soccer Tonight. And they said, who are a couple of teams that are slightly overrated into this World Cup? In other words, look, none of these teams are particularly overrated. They qualified, you know. But, but who are these teams that are maybe, and I said, I said two teams, Uruguay and Germany. Slightly overrated, right? Doesn't mean Germany can't possibly win. Doesn't even mean Uruguay couldn't go a long way. But slightly, I think there's a little bit of something there that Mexico could latch onto in that first game. I would not be surprised at all if El Tree gets a result. Not at all. Yeah, I mean, a result would be almost a win for, I think, for a well, lot yeah, of Mexican the, fans. I mean, a 1-1, tough yeah. game, back and forth, 2-2. Two, two. Take mean, it. Yeah, you know, you take it. You yeah. get going. It's, it's kind of like, I liken it to the Portugal. They know they got a couple of games coming up they can win. They were desperate to get that draw in the last seconds. And you saw with Cristiano Ronaldo, the way he celebrated that afterwards, yeah. it was like they won. And because both teams got three goals, so that's that's good when it comes to uh, right. goal differential. Goal difference is zero, but you have the three goals scored. That is a good right. factor. That's a great point. With actually. the rest of the group. Yes, yeah. a great point. That's a very good point. I didn't even think about that. And Iran, even with the win, only got the plus one. So there's still a little bit of wiggle room there in a sense. Yeah, it's very good. It's going to be unbelievable. But I cannot wait to see El Tree and what Germany and El Tree do Sunday. That's the 8 a.m. game Pacific time. How are you handling the uh, the game times, Mario? I know it's uh, got to be difficult a little bit with you at work here. You know, it is a little difficult, but I'm I'm trying to. I'm trying. <laughs> so far, so good. So far, so good. I'm a little distracted when I'm here at work because I'm watching the games at the same time. Yeah, I'm trying to work. That's a great. I want to hear from other people on Twitter even after the show. We'll, we'll continue the conversation. And by the way, we podcast soccer tonight. If you're wondering, or if your friends are wondering, let them know. Goes right to the Soccer Weekly Pod Center. It's kind of under the same umbrella. So soccer tonight, each and every night that Mike Trell and I are on, Michael Funches does a great job getting that up quickly into the Soccer Weekly pod center. So just subscribe, rate, and review Soccer Weekly. You'll get that show, of course, each and every week that I do. But you'll also, oh, by the way, get every night with Soccer Tonight when we have these shows here on ESPN LA 710. I, yeah, I, um, very interesting to hear from you as a fan, who you think might be slightly overrated. I, that was a great question. And, you know, a team that maybe doesn't go quite as far as other people are picking. Again, doesn't mean they're bad. Doesn't mean they don't have a good chance. Like, I really believe that out of Germany. 
this is this is an interesting group, and the Germans could win. We know that. I think they're a little overrated, and it'll be very fascinating. But the funniest part about it, predictions, Mario, and I want to end it on this. Never in the history of predicting has a man nailed a prediction and yet been so wrong in doing it. And that was me. You? <laughs> that was me in the first soccer tonight yesterday. Nailed the Portugal-Spain tie. Oh, really? Nice. Right? I said they Good. would draw. Yeah. Michael Funches is shaking his head. He heard it. However, I could not have been more wrong. In that, I said it would be a boring game and probably be nil-nil and maybe 1-1. Yeah, way off. Yeah, I was (laughs) like, there's no way these guys are going to go out and go crazy. They both want the point. And and so I knew it would be a draw. Yeah, right. And I said, oh, it's going to be kind of a boring game. Yeah, nice job, Dave. This is Soccer Tonight. I am Dave Dunholm. Mike Trudell and I will be back Monday here at 7 p.m. on the home of world football, Soccer Tonight on ESPN LA 710.